time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Last week, my son and I were fishing off the coast of North Carolina, and we were with a group of probably seven other people who were trying to catch some fish. You know, we were trying to catch something to take home for dinner. And what we noticed is the big fish, the ones we wanted to take home, the ones we could legally take home, were pretty smart that day. In fact, on the whole boat, we only took two home. Both my son and I caught a number of smaller fishes, but we couldn't get a big enough fish to feed us dinner. But while I was out there fishing, we were bobbing out in the sea, and it was a nice, pretty, beautiful day, and I just wondered about those fish. There they are, just minding their own business, when suddenly, plop, down comes this nice morsel. You know, it must look delicious, just right in front of them. And they have to decide, are they going to take the bait, or are they going to leave it alone? Now, what they don't know is that tasty morsel of a meal has embedded in it a hook, And that hook, when somebody else feels the bite, is tugged upon because it's attached to a line. And that line then controls the fish. Now, you already know about fishing, I'm sure. I'm not telling you anything that doesn't happen. But I'm telling you something that happens to us. In fact, I realized I had done this just last night. I responded to a Facebook post, and I should have just left it alone. I couldn't resist And that was when I took the bait. And it led to something of an exchange that I constantly wanted to get out of. And and yet, throughout the day, I was thinking about that exchange. And that's where I knew I had taken the bait. The hook had been set. And I was now being controlled by that post, by the other person's opinion. And yet, there was nothing that was going to shift in that whole process. I took the bait. As much as I try not to take the bait, I'd taken the bait. And so I'd spent some time reflecting on it, and I just wanted to reflect a little bit about how we can keep from taking the bait quite so often. You'll notice that a lot of times when I'm talking about these ways of thriving, I'm talking about things that I am trying to apply in my life more and more, not just something that I think in the abstract that has never been a part of my life, but things that I found that work and things that I found need to keep working in my life, the way I can keep strengthening this. And one of those big ones is don't take the bait. Many times in my clinical life, as I was working as a coach, as a therapist, as a counselor, I was constantly saying to people, don't take the bait. Can you see they're dangling it there waiting for you to bite? Now, sometimes people don't even know they're fishing. They, they just have their opinions and they have their ideas and they're sharing them with the world. Sometimes people are trying to fish to lure us into an argument, a fight with them, to lure us in with the bait, hoping that we'll snatch it. Because sometimes we humans have this belief that when we get that emotional charge that comes with it, that something actual is happening, that something we're making progress on something, that maybe we're having an effect on the world. And it's just rarely the case. I won't say not the case, but rarely the case. Ask yourself when the last time it is that something on Facebook changed your mind and the last time that something you said on Facebook changed somebody else's mind. I know for myself that I tend to agree with the things I already agree with and disagree with the things that I already disagree with. And if anything, it pushes me even more into extremes rather than rounding me out. Sometimes a story will come along and it'll catch my attention and make me think a little bit. But I'm talking about for the most part. 
So one of the things you want to notice is that when you touch something, you easily get pulled into it. When you take the bait, you easily get pulled into it. When I was a child, I often heard the stories of Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox, Br'er Bear. And today I'm just going to talk about Rabbit, Fox, and Bear. And the story in this one is that Fox and Bear are tired of being uh, outsmarted by the rabbit. They are sick and tired of being left hungry and usually fouled up in their own situation. And they've decided that they are going to catch that rabbit. And so one day, the rabbit is bouncing down the road and the fox and the bear begin to hatch an idea. They decide that they're going to create the tar baby. And so they go and they gather up the ooey gooey tar and they round it out until it's kind of like a little snowman shape. You little balls on top of each other and they put some buttons in for an eye and a cork in for the nose. And then they put a coat on top and a hat on top and wrap a scarf around, throw some boots on and they have their tar baby that they sit on a bench right beside the road. The road that, by the way, Mr. Rabbit's going to be coming down any time. So the fox and the bear, they go hide behind the bushes and they just wait. And sure enough, along comes hopping the rabbit. The rabbit's hopping down the road and passes by the tar baby. And as he does with everybody, he flips a big smile, throws a big wave and says, Hey, how you doing? And kept on going. But the tar baby didn't say anything. The rabbit came to a sudden stop, turned around, came back and said, Hey, how you doing? No answer. So the rabbit goes over and says, I said, hey, how you doing? The tar baby makes no comment. So this time, rabbit's a little bit frustrated and rabbit pokes the face of the tar baby and says, I said, how you doing? And realizes that his finger is now caught in the tar baby. Now that bothered the rabbit a little bit. And so he pushed with his other paw against that face, trying to get his hand out. But that finger was stuck, and pretty soon so was the other paw. And he kept pulling, and the more he pulled, the more that finger became a whole paw. And soon he had both paws embedded in the face of Tar Baby. So he took his, his feet, put them up against the body, and tried to pull those arms out, only to find that his feet were sinking into the body of the Tar Baby. And pretty soon he was so stuck in that Tar Baby that there was no escaping. In fact, in just a few minutes... The fox and the bear rounded out behind the bush to grab the rabbit who was now stuck in Tar Baby. Rabbit had taken the bait. Rabbit had decided to go back and try to get the attention of this Tar Baby. And once that happened, once the curiosity and once the demands of the rabbit were there, there was no stopping being caught by bear and fox. Now there's more to the story, and if you know that story, you know that Rabbit does get away. But the point of that story is that sometimes we keep poking where we don't need to keep poking. And we find ourselves more and more wrapped up in things that we just don't need to be investing our energy. The interesting thing to me is watching in my own life and watching in the lives of others that once we kind of take that first step, once we get that first poke, we become invested in the outcome. And we've always got to be aware of where we're investing our emotional energy. So an example from my own life about that, in our neighborhood, there is a road and the mileage on that road, the miles per hour that you should be going is about 25 miles per hour. It's posted a number of places. And the reason it's posted that way is because of the number of children who are in the neighborhood. 
And so as a protective measure, this road that really looks like it should be faster is 25 miles per hour. And as I walk my dog along there, I notice how fast the cars fly by. And what I've noticed is that they don't seem to be aware of how fast they're going or how slow they should be going. And so for a while, I found myself really frustrated and I would motion them by, you know, kind of moving my hands up and down to try to slow them down. Now, here's the interesting thing. One person out of all the people I signaled for a while to slow down actually slowed down. And I'm talking about people who are probably doing 45 to 50 miles per hour in a zone where there are kids outside. And so there is a safety piece to it, but only one person watched me and slowed down. But what I noticed is my emotional life was wrapped up in it. And and as soon as I made a motion, suddenly I was pulled into my own anger and frustration. If I just watched them zoom by and I could think to myself, wow, they need to slow down, that was one layer. But as soon as I signaled, I had touched the tar baby. I would be sucked into it. I had taken the bait. Now, they didn't mean to be putting out the bait. I think for the most part, they have no idea what the mile per hour is in that area. But for me, as soon as I invested in trying to do something different, to get them to stop doing what they were doing, I was sucked into it. And it cost me emotional energy because then I would walk along, be very angry about what they were doing and yet have no control over what they were doing had no control over slowing them down. So as I've said before, whenever we put control on something over which we have no power, we're really in trouble. I could try and try to get them slow down, but whenever I'm invested in trying to control that which I have no power over, it's a losing proposition. I'm going to lose that. So I have begun to think about how I need to move through a process of thinking about these places of where I'm going to take the bait or not. And it might help if the fish who were swimming below us and getting caught the other day were processing and thinking about, should I bite that? Because, you know, it's sitting there kind of in a strange way. It's it's like it just suddenly was a gift, but it's not moving in the current. It's not moving like the other food. So maybe I should be thinking about that. Well, it's the same kind of thing for us humans. that We have the capacity of actually deciding, am I going to bite? And I would say that there are four A's of deciding whether to bite or not. The first one is to assess yourself. How much are you already taking the bait? This is kind of a self-assessment just to say, are you finding yourself writing angry comments uh, on Facebook? Or are you finding yourself making angry responses uh, to stories on the internet? Are you finding yourself getting involved in conversations and arguments that have nothing to do with you? of where you have no stake, do you find yourself already taking the bait? It may be with a spouse, it may be with your kids, it may be with coworkers, it may be with anonymous people on the internet, but the first place is to decide how much are you already taking the bait so you can assess how how careful you need to be about the bait. There are some people who just don't take the bait, and then there are many of us who find ourselves taking the bait, and there are some of us who constantly take the bait. So just do an assessment. Just decide for yourself how often do you find yourself biting in and then going, wow, I shouldn't have gone there. Or to justify, you continue to tell yourself you should have gone there, but why is it backfiring on you? Why is this coming back on you? 
If there are emotional connections to posts, to comments, to actions of others, to words of others, to conversations of others, those emotional responses are telling you where the bait is. They're telling you the places that you're tempted to step in. And so just do an assessment for yourself of how often you are already involved in taking the bait. The second A is to ask, can I change anything here? And this is a big ask for yourself. Can I change anything here? I can't change by motion in people for them to slow down in our neighborhood. I could change by calling the police and asking them to put a radar out or doing some other things, but not just what I was doing. I can't change somebody's political view just by responding to their post. I can't change somebody's view of what I consider to be maybe uh, conspiracy theories or other things like that that draw us in on the internet simply by making a comment. We all protect our own paradigm, our way of understanding the world. We all protect how we view things enough that me simply doing those things is only going to aggravate the situation and only create more bait for me to bite. And so the the next piece is to ask, can I change anything here? If you realize there is something you can change, it is important to take some action. But if you realize that it's not likely to have an effect, you may want to decide not to invest your emotional energy there. The third one is kind of a step out of the aim, which the ask, which is aim. Aim is very important because I notice when I'm taking the bait, my aim is against something. I'm railing against something. I'm railing against somebody's speeding. I'm railing against somebody's political view or somebody's view of the world. Or I'm railing against something, which is very different than, than moving toward something. What if I aimed toward what I wanted? What if I aimed toward giving reasons why politics should go the way they should? And right now we're in a time that for the next few months... It's rife for political debate, but what I notice is most of the political debate is really against things, not for where you want to move to, but against something else. So when you realize it's something that you want to move toward, move toward it. Just recognize that whenever you're moving against something, you're probably taking the bait. Be careful how you aim. Choose to aim toward where you want to go and leave alone when you're aiming against something. The fourth one is to acknowledge. Acknowledge the seduction of that bait. What I've realized is sometimes people believe that the relationship that comes out of that taking the bait is so interesting and engaging. And we come to the place where we believe that the adrenaline that we get out of those conversations is about being alive. And I think that's one of the things that fuels the bad behavior that you see on the internet is people getting some emotional charge, some adrenaline charge out of saying mean things. And we have to acknowledge that that is a danger for us, that we have to acknowledge that that is one of the things that pulls us into taking the bait. Those emotional moments can feel good. And I notice this particularly with couples. That sometimes when I tell couples not to take the bait with each other, they're not sure how they're going to communicate anymore because if they stop taking the bait and the argument's in, there might not be any conversation. They've come to believe that the only way to get things going is by taking each other's bait. So just acknowledge the fact that there is a seduction of taking the bait. Now, none of us are going to be perfect avoiding the bait. And we're quickly going to find that the hook is set. And that when that hook is set, we are now in our emotional lives and we are in control by whoever that line is attached to. 
We've now attached ourselves to that other person. Now, I've watched enough people fishing that it's not just a matter of cranking in the fish. I remember watching when I was a child this person fight a marlin for hours. And the marlin finally got away. And what I realized is that you are tied to whatever it is that you hooked into. That doesn't mean you're going to win or lose. It just means that you're tied in and you've got to decide if you want to be tied into that emotional life. You've got to decide when it's time to tie in and when it's time to make sure you don't even take the bait in the first place. So my advice is to begin to do what I'm doing and try to more carefully consider when to take the bait and when to leave the bait to other people. When you do feel that place for you, assess how often that's already part of your life. Maybe you've already gotten into a habit of that. Then ask yourself, can you change anything here? And if not, you may want to leave it alone and certainly begin to aim not against something, but towards something that's important. And then acknowledge that sometimes it's just a seduction because we believe that it somehow feels good to take the bait. This is Lee Balkum wishing you a bait-free and a hook-free week as you continue to learn to thrive. You've been listening to the Thrivology Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-O-L-O-G-Y. It's your life. Time to live it.